0: Amen. Amen. Well, good morning, church. Good to see you all. And uh, why don't you join me in welcoming these guys here from the panel? So a couple of things, a couple of things that I think are helpful. First of all, I think Chris did a nice job setting the table for us uh, this morning, in terms of uh, really the intent and the purpose of what we want to get after, uh, and and getting to hear uh, from these guys. Additionally, let me just encourage you. Uh, first service had a great time uh, with with three different panel members. Uh, so, Kristen Robles, uh, Kristen's actually here. Put your hand up real quick, Kristen. Rivers of Mercy, um, and then Julie Zimmerman. I don't know if, if Julie here or not. Uh, probably not. But she'll be back for uh, the, the the potluck afterwards, and then Alex. Uh, Rivero is, I think he might be in the lobby right now, uh, but uh, th- with EFCA West, I would strongly encourage you, go back and watch uh, the recording. Uh, just had a great time uh, getting to hear from them, and so you get to hear from three different uh, folks, and, and really part of, this, part of this is a great reminder of the partnership that we share in the gospel, and, and so this is a part of the fruit of the ministry uh, of our little church and the different work that God is doing uh, in other parts of the uh, not, not just of the world, but even locally. Uh, some of this stuff happening right down the street uh, from us in some different ways. So here's what I'd love to do, is, is I'll just have each of you, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself, telling us briefly about the ministry that you represent, so everyone's got an idea of, of who you are and what you do. And then we'll just start getting into uh, some of the different things we want to talk about this morning. You're good.
1: Hi, my name is Alicia O'Rear, and I'm with the Albuquerque Christian Children's Home. Um, and we, we take in children from homes of abuse or neglect or they're just in need of supervision, um, and we're here in Albuquerque. Awesome.
2: Hey, Burns. Uh, I'm the center director of Care Net Pregnancy Center of Rio Rancho. Uh, we are one of four pregnancy help centers um, here in New Mexico. Awesome.
3: Yate Chuck Harper and I'm and i Cross Nations, uh, KHAC, Nish. Which really means my name is Chuck Harper, and I have the best job in the world. I'm the director of Across Nations, and uh, our job is to equip Native American people to exalt Jesus and counter His goodness and extend His kingdom across nations.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, again, <clears throat> thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, really looking forward to this time uh, and getting to, to dive into. Uh, Really, some of the different things that that the Lord is is doing in and through you and through your respective ministries. And and I think personally as a believer, there's something wildly encouraging uh, to know that God is at work uh, in other areas and in other places. I think sometimes we can be so focused on what's right in front of us and, and our little thing. Uh, and yet realize God is doing great work, uh, in, in some cases, literally right down the street uh, from us. And so what we'd love to start with is just talk about some of the ways, some of the areas uh, that you're seeing the Lord work in your ministry, uh, some of the things that you're seeing the Lord do, uh, whether it be personally or within the ministry context. And Alicia, I'll start with you on that.
1: Yeah, so um, like I mentioned, we're a uh, long-term foster care, um, and so the children live on campus, um, and they go to public school, and we have uh, foster parents that are, that's their 24-7 job is to be mom and dad, um, and so some incredible ways we've seen God work, um, I'm, and this is kind of part two of another question coming too, but um, uh, I think the last panel was doing that a little bit too, we jumped around, but um, it is This last year was a little difficult because we were experiencing um, a lot of um, employment dryness. You know, we were were looking for more house parents and there's just, you know, pandemic people are either not looking for jobs or or not thinking that that's what they want to do. And so how God has worked is we actually have had new house parents come in, and we've had new staff that we've been praying for forever. I mean, um, just like Chris was saying, in order to just keep the lights on, you know, we need those staff members, and bookkeepers are a big part of that. Um, And so we were able to hire on a bookkeeper and hire on... um, an administrative assistant, um, but it's also those house parents to really be there full-time with those kids 24-7. All of us work together in all of our different ways. All of it is to protect these kids as best as we can, and we can't do that without full staff. Um, And so we are just so thankful for God's blessings in bringing us new people who are on fire to love these children and protect them the best we can. Um, and so we're just really thankful and thrilled about that, um, that we, we've we been praying over it and, and God answered those prayers. And, and we have brought some new staff members that have some really, a lot of um, creative juices to be able to protect these kids.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Praise God for that. Peggy, how about for you? What's some of the things you've Okay, God, God do? has. Oh,
2: sorry about nope, that. sorry, go ahead.
0: <laughs> you jump in. Oh,
2: I jumped right <laughs> in. Um, God has been good to Karenet. Um, I do want to say we have a handful of missionaries that come out of Faith Church, so thank you for my volunteers. Um, that are out in the audience. I see a couple of you guys. Um, You know, God has grown the men's program. You know, sometimes people think care is just for women, for women and babies. Uh, We want the men to know they are welcome as well. We want to equip these men. We want to come alongside them. So that has been a huge blessing. Uh, We do have a medical mobile unit that goes out to the late-term abortion clinic. They're able to offer ultrasounds for these ladies going in very pregnant you know, going in thinking that they want an abortion. Uh, we have had some babies saved this year. Uh, what an absolute blessing um, that they have chosen life for their child. Uh, we Another thing that we have um, that we've started even last year during COVID, uh, abortion pill reversal. So sometimes a lady will take that first abortion pill thinking she wants to abort her baby. Um, there are things that we can do, uh, abortion pill reversal, that can possibly Reverse that for her. So, we have had a couple of ladies that have done that recently. Um, you know, we're able to get that to them. So, hopefully, in Rio Rancho, we'll be able to administer that. Um, I know the Albuquerque office does that, but what a, a blessing that we can offer that to the ladies.
0: What, quick question on that What is the timeline? Um, I'm sure that there's a window where that is in effect. I'm just thinking about we know someone, come across someone, something happens, want to encourage them to get to you. Do you have any idea, timeline? It's
2: vital. I I want to say within 24 hours and maybe even less. um, She's got to make that decision quick. If she takes the second pill of her abortion um, procedure, there's no turning back after that. But um, 73%, I think a 73% uh, chance of survival after um, us administering that abortion pill reversal.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Praise God for that.
3: Chuck, how about for you? That is awesome. I'm going to be a grandpa in two weeks, so that that means a lot. (laughs) Uh, well, there's many, many ways we could, we've we seen God at work. In fact, I could be here all day telling you these kinds of stories. But first, I want to say this church is one of the ways we see God at work. Mm-hmm. We get wood. We get coats delivered to us. We get your prayers. We get notes from people here. And I just thank you so much. Even Eliana came out with her school last week, and uh, we just had a blast and, uh, you know, this church is really, it's such a blessing to see how you, God is building into this church the DNA of missions and discipleship. That is so important. And we, we just thank you. And we see the evidence of that in our, in our ministry. So thank you. Another way I see God at work is in my own heart in life. Um, I think the pandemic has really taken us to our knees and our staff to our knees. And we've seen God answer prayer in remarkable ways. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a radio ministry. We have, actually have several radio stations. And we've had several different memorial services on the radio for f- people that have lost their, their families, their, their pastor even. 26 pastors have been lost that we know of to COVID or somebody in their, that pastor's direct family. So we've been able to uh, just see God at work as we minister to these families that have been lost. And, and we know that God answers prayer. Um, we also see God at work in our ministry. Um, just story after story at Hilltop Christian School of kids coming to Christ and praying through this epidemic or pandemic of how God has met needs in their own family and how, how he's helped them be healed of fear. We have a strong relationship with our Navajo Nation government, and we know the president, vice president, first name, basis, and they call us to pray with them. And their staff has said, we need somebody to come over and pray. Our staff is really dealing with difficult times. I've been on the phone call this past year with a group of medicine men who are asking for funds. And the Navajo Nation calls us and said, you know, the medicine men want to get a million dollars of this ARPA or CARES Act money to do their practitioner stuff. And we think the church, the Christians, should get some of the money, too. Would you put a proposal together by tomorrow morning of how you'd spend a (laughs) million dollars? What? (laughs) So we get on this phone call and one by one all these these medicine men are telling us how you know our our medicine men can't do anything during pandemic. They can't get out, they're afraid. They they can't have their practices and we need to give them some money so they can keep going. And so they said, "Chuck, how how you how are you Christians going to use the money?" I said, "You know what? We don't need any money." You know, it, we could figure out a way to use the money, and I think we, we have if you want to give it to us, but we really don't want it, we really don't need it, because God's people have come to the rescue. And uh, you could just hear a mic drop, you know, and these <laughs> medicine men say, oh, well, I guess, I said, our pastors have been busy. The church has come alive. We, we said in the first service, be the church, and that's become one of our, our statements, So we've seen God at work in tremendous ways there. Our radio minute, see, I could go all day, but I'll take the mic away if you want to. I'll just have to tell you this one last story. You know, we've been praying that how we could blanket the Navajo Reservation and other reservations with the gospel. And this year we were able to apply for a a new radio station for the Hopi Reservation. We were trying to get one for the New Mexico Pueblos, but that didn't happen. uh, So keep praying about that. But anyway, we were praying, you know, how can we reach the whole reservation better? Well, when we put a new translator on over into a city close to the Grand Canyon, um, we got to know this this gentleman out of Page, Arizona. And he called us and he says, you know what? I was going to retire comfortably up here in Page and live on my houseboat and uh, just enjoy this. And I built this radio station for all the tourists that travel through uh, northern Arizona, come to the Lake Powell. And uh, he said, because of the pandemic, you know, and the water level on the lake has gone down and the coal mine shut down up here on the reservation. He said, I just want to get out of here. Um, I'm trying to sell this radio station to the Navajo Nation, and they're just not biting on it. But if you guys would like it, I'll just sell it to you for what we have, it, what we have in it. And uh, so we got real excited about that. Now we're still, this is just three weeks ago. And uh, so he we said, well, we have to ask our board first. Well, our board's going to meet next week. And he says, well, in the meantime, it's off the air. Why don't you just put your signal on and I'll cover the cost for you. And uh, you can just put put your radio on here and you can have it for at least four months until I get this, uh, unless you decide to buy it, then you can go ahead. And so two weeks ago, we went on the air in a brand-new high-power high power station up on Navajo Mountain, Utah. And uh, last week, we're getting— oh, That's awesome. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> God is so good. And last week, we're having a share out in our parking lot. Through some of the poorest, impoverished people in the country, they brought in $14,000. And it's uh, just so awesome to see how God's working. And we're, we're telling people, if you're listening to KPGX, Navajo Mountain, Utah, send me a text. Text started pouring in. In fact, I was going to read a couple to you and left my phone on my chair. But they're saying, you know, we never heard the gospel up here in, in Utah before on the radio. Mm-hmm. It is so amazing to hear that. You turned a, a secular station into a gospel station in Navajo language. Yeah. Isn't that cool? And uh Anyway, I could keep going for a long time. So, uh, anyway,
0: church, it, it just right, this is all happening within, I mean, some of this down the street, some of this within a couple hours of us. This is what God is doing. Right? God is actively working and moving and accomplishing his good purposes. So, l- let me pivot here. I'm going to pivot, and, and we're going to go the other way here for a minute um, because we understand that, in as much as God is doing uh, fun things and there's uh, great things that are being accomplished. We also know that living in this sin scarred, sin marred world brings with it uh, a variety of struggles and frustrations and disappointments and 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 hurts. And so, uh, you know, part of this question is I think insightful for us, and part of it also informs how we pray for you all. But what are some of the frustrations and the struggles that you all are seeing? Um, And maybe some of the obstacles and the hurdles that you all are having to navigate both personally and in your ministry right now. And Alicia, I'll start with you.
1: Yeah, so um, we take in children from, in three different ways, Um, the Albuquerque Christian Children's Home has children from the Child, Youth, and Family Department, through the tribes, or through private placement Um, And over the past few years, um, we've had more and more tribal children because the CYFD cases are getting so intense to where the children need a higher level of care than we can provide. Um, And so, you know, it's just sickening to think about these, the things these children go through, um, things that most adults in their life won't ever experience. um, And children are forced to grow up real fast um, and so the, we are just, I am I am humbled and honored to be a part of this work. Um, but, you know, it's it's the idea of you you kind of wish I don't have a job because that would mean that these things don't exist, you know, that, that these kinds of things are not being done to children. Um, and I would love it if I didn't have a job for what I'm doing, you know, because that means that God's children are being taken care of. Um, so, but... You know, so that's some of the struggles uh, we we deal with. A lot of um, different cases, and even the children that we have. Sometimes things come up in their case, um, and they'll one, once they trust um, an adult, they will have a sh- uh, they'll they'll tell something to someone that they trust, and it may have happened seven years ago, but that's brand new evidence in their case, um, and then. Because it's intense enough, they will now have a court order, and, and then one of our um, staff members will be asked to sit on the stand and, and testify. So we, we go through those things all the time, and those are children here in Albuquerque. Yeah. Um, this, this does not have to be worlds away, um, and sometimes they are Navajo or Zuni children, and they're dealing with these kinds of things um, and so i guess to pivot again i'm just so thankful for the work you guys do because that is something we're working in tandem you know that yep. these children that we have coming in now maybe their parents are listening to those uh, radio stations and they are able to turn turn their lives around and and change and give their lives to jesus um and that's the hope and the prayer right but um but yeah that that's just the first thing that comes to mind is these kids um it rocks your world to realize what children go through. And we take in school age kids. So these aren't, uh, are, we don't have 17 and eight year, 18 years old. This is four and five years old, years old, you know. So there's a lot of kids that are going through a lot of hard things. Um, but we're just thankful to be able to change their lives in some little way. Yeah.
0: Just for reference, this is probably three years ago. I was having a conversation with a social worker, uh, and her statement to me was, I asked her how many cases she presently had, and she she said, I have 160 cases that are currently open. Uh, so if you, if you devoted one hour a week to each case, that means you've got eight hours left in your week to do anything else. Um, and none of those cases, none of those cases can get by on an hour a week, and so yeah, the system is... Is, is entirely overrun at this point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Oh, go, were you going to say something else? I was just going to say, and
1: and CYFD is not the enemy either, that no. they, they are totally understaffed right now too, you know, so um, they are trying the best they can to protect these kids, but all of us are working together, and sometimes just because of understaffed situations they there's not much that can be done and sadly children slip through the cracks you know so that's our hope is that we can make things better for them but anyway yeah
0: yeah yeah Peggy how about for you what's what's some of the gritty stuff you're dealing with
2: well for me I guess um it's I guess women think that their only option is abortion Sometimes they think abortion's a bigger race to write. Going to take everything away, make everything better. Um, I think getting the word out that there are pregnancy help centers. You know, we help the families up till the baby turns three. You know, they don't have to get diapers, wipes, clothes, baby items. You know, all those good things that are there for them. Um, I wish there was a more awareness. You know, you hear of the the big, you know, uh, abortion um, provider here, and it's like people are like, well, what is a Care Net? So I think just getting the word out that there is help. um, There's a lot of resources here, you know, besides Care Net, outside of CareNet to help these ladies. And so I think that is a frustration that sometimes people don't know there's help there. Um, that we come alongside them, not just the women, but the men, the families, you know, we kind of encamp. And, you know, I've had many a client said, you know, Peggy, I came all the way through pregnancy, my baby's now seven months, I've never had to buy diapers, I've never had to buy wipes, clothes, any of that. And just the moral support, knowing whether it's a single mom, single dad, that they're supported, um, you know, by us just kind of come alongside and just encouraging them. And then also I have to say, too, we do have some churches in Rio Rancho that we have found out through the years. They're not (laughs) pro-life. They're not supporting what we do here. That, to me, was very disheartening. Um, It's the church, right? The church is supposed to come alongside it. And actually, we're supposed to come alongside the church. And so that was very disheartening. So thank you, Faith Church, for for being, you know, um, a light with us because we did find out there are some surrounding churches in Rio Rancho that are not Mm. pro-life. And that's just devastating. Yeah.
0: That's heartbreaking. It is. Chuck, how about for you? Well, there's
3: so many different ways we we could point to different things. But I think if, if I read my Bible right, I think we're living in the last days. And we're seeing darkness get darker. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing the same kind of issues with with, those, with the mental health issues and the children and the suicide. And the attempts are f- four times greater than they were three years ago. Wow and uh, just kids in the schools are just struggling in so many ways, and and uh, they just need help. They just need the gospel of Jesus Christ and the love put on them, so we're seeing all those kinds of social issues. Even the money that the federal government throws at, na- at Native American tribes, you know, none of that seems to be doing a bit of good. It's just a big waste of money, in my opinion. <laughs> there, there's things that are being done that are good, but They're not really helping the hurt and the needs and the desperation that we see out there. And that's really a struggle to deal with, you know, with pastors just living in fear to go back to church. You know, so many pastors we know still haven't started church. Um, A lot of them are struggling with with uh, after effects of COVID. and, And so people are living in fear. You would never go to a church and see almost everybody still wearing a mask and just being afraid of of what might happen so fear is just the the rule of the day hmm. and so we're we're dealing with that um another thing that we struggle with just as kind of living in a third world environment sometimes versus you know the electric inspection on our radio station faith church gave us this container it took us 6 months to get an electric permit passed wow. not so much because of the the state but because contractors and people not knowing how to navigate or where to get online or how to figure out how to do a website you know those are all just major challenges that our engineer that works with us in radios from Oregon and he says I can't believe how things just move so slowly (laughs) on the reservation (laughs) and and, uh, so that can be really frustrating too but
0: That, that might be one of the few contexts or comparisons where life feels like it's expedited here in New Mexico, right? Like oftentimes you go to other parts of the country and it feels like it's much faster. Uh, but even in that context, life here certainly moving at a more rapid pace. So on the heels of maybe some of those difficult Uh, more gritty items. Let me maybe have us pivot a little bit. We understand, right, the gospel. The gospel is the only source of hope uh, for salvation that exists. That's what you all want to do, is you want to provide the gospel uh, for these people. So for us as a church, right, you look out, there's this church body, a number of people that were uh, different people sitting in here first service. What does the church do? Sometimes it's hard, I think, for just someone sitting here like, oh, I I see that. That, that. That's worthwhile ministry. How do I help what are things I can do? What are ways that we can partner with you, encourage you in the work? And I imagine all of you are going to have a number of very tangible ways uh, that these people can partner uh, with you all in the work. So, Alicia, again, I'll start with you. Help us think, how do we partner with you in the work that's going on?
1: Yeah, so um, we, one thing that I always say uh, to start off is we have a six-acre campus, and we have one maintenance supervisor, so you can imagine there's a lot to do and we're we also we started in 1970 so we're a 50-year-old campus um and our cottages are 1970 homes <laughs> so you can imagine that the the different structural things and stuff so so with that in mind um our campus always has lots of good campus cleanup stuff um and, I mean it's anything from pulling weeds and and you know getting the garden ready and um and you know Collecting leaves. Uh, to if you have a specialized, um, like if if you know if you're a painter or a welder or a plumber, we could always use those kinds of things. Um, and but then there's also um, on the other side there's um, coin can drives. We have coin cans to take home if if you want to, um, you know, give monetarily in that way. Um, and I know everyone always wants to to love on and squeeze our kids and and do things with them um, because they're the reason we're here, right? They're so cute. But, um, you know, we, we want to, pro- we're in the business of protecting them. So there is a, a big background check thing to go through. And, and but that is absolutely, you can be a, f- um, a regular volunteer with our children and help with homework time. And um, if you're, again, if you have a specialized, if you have a craft or, um, you, know, you know, pottery or anything like that, um, There's VBSs that you can perform for our kids um, in the summers. There's all kinds of ways, and we always have groups on campus, too, to be helping throughout the summer. Youth groups come all the time, Um, and the kids love that, too, because you're closer in age to them, whereas the adults are boring. (laughs) But, uh, But they love, I mean, they just love to, to have them come on campus, and there's, there's all kinds of ways, um, and if we can even talk about more at the booth, um, I have my business card and, and my other director's business cards as well. Um, I'd love to talk about all those ways, but there's so much. And
0: tell everyone where you're at. I don't know if people know just how close you are.
1: Yes, so we are on the corner of Montano and Coors behind Albertsons in that Montano Plaza shopping center. So you'd think that that's all residential uh, because it's grown up around us. We actually used to have 20 acres, and over the years we've had to sell it down to stay open, and we're now down to about six. But there's um, the Albertsons right there, we're directly behind that on Winter Haven. Um, So if if you're ever over in that area, if you just turn onto Winter Haven from Montano, um, we're right there.
0: Awesome. Yeah, great piece of property right down there Um, and and really easy to get to, especially for us here on the west side. Mm -hmm. Peggy, how about for you, ways that we can partner with the work that's going on?
2: Okay, so first of all, pray, you know, the enemy, he hates ministry. Uh, You know, pray for these clients that do come in, the clients that need to come in. Um, I think, you know, she can get on the internet and Google free or she can Google abortion or pregnancy test, things like that. Just an awareness, um, word of mouth, you know, uh, share about Karen, what we do. If you're not really sure what we do, what we refer for, uh, what we don't refer for, what we do, what we stand up for, um, I encourage you to take the volunteer training. You know, you may not have time to designate as a volunteer, but come through our training so you can learn. Uh, I thought I learned, I knew a lot about X, Y, and Z until I took the training and I realized "Mm, I really didn't know what I thought I knew. Um, I did have one of the gals come to the table here this morning and she says, I'm going to pick up this information because I really don't know how to talk to to someone about abortion. I don't really know what to say. So let's educate you so you can know what to say. You know, life starts at conception. Life does not happen when that baby is born. Life is at conception. And I I had a bagel yesterday, and I've always wanted to do this. You know, on top of my bagel had a poppy seed, little tiny little black seed on there. And I took that black seed, and I taped it to one of our brochures that we give to the ladies. And at five weeks, that heart is the size of a poppy seed. I mean, that heart is beating 100 to 120 times a minute. And this is what these ladies need to know that you know life happens at conception, and, and when she finds out, ooh, I missed my period, that baby has a heartbeat. So I think you know let's educate you know ourselves so we can talk to people, volunteer training. Um, we're having an open house and um, baby shower happening May 6th. So we're gonna have a, a box for you guys to start collecting things from us. But if you've never been to CareNet, you know this church is a supporter of CareNet. Come through our center, see what we're all about. You know I had one time someone come through. They're like, oh, I thought we were like a little hole in the wall. We're not a hole in the wall. We're a you know a blessed center with a lot of information. Um, I have wonderful volunteers. Um, a lot of ladies that are post-abortive that can you know talk to other women to, to you know to relate. It's a beautiful thing. So if you are just not sure what we do. Um, I want to find out, you know, how best we can help. And, of course, finances. You know, we have our fundraisers, Walk for Life. That's August 13th. Uh, banquet coming up. And so, yes, you know, it, it's the churches. It's the people that give, that keep our lights on, you know, as someone said. And so, you know, we're just, we're just blessed. Um, so if you just, you're in, you know, you're curious, come pick up some material. Maybe you don't have time for training. But educate yourself so you can learn how to talk to people.
0: Yeah, That's
3: great. Chuck, how about for you? Great. Well, I want to be part of those, too. And, and Chris gave us the outline I was going to share with you already. So use the outline that he shared this morning. That's really right on. But uh, we do have a couple of other needs that we, we know as well. We need a school principal for Hilltop Christian School, the best kids in the world. Uh, we've, got a, we've got a need for some school teachers. We need some Internet people that could come maybe just one day a month and say, hey, you need to fix this or change that out. Um, those would be some easy ways. But one way I would really like to see challenge to churches in Albuquerque, not just this church, there's 19 Pueblos in New Mexico. At least half of those, we don't know any believers yet. Wow. Doesn't that break your heart? It does mine. Um, what if there was a church for every Pueblo with a Pueblo pastor? I think that'd be. Uh, uh, that breaks my heart. Another thing you might do is go in in like three weeks. The Gathering of Nations will be in Albuquerque. The largest gathering of Native people, maybe except for the Navajo Nation Fair, will be in town, just down the street at the pit or wherever they have it now. Go to that for a day and just pray. Lord, how could we reach these people with the gospel of Christ? Native Americans are probably one of the most unreached people groups in all of North America. And Albuquerque is one of the highest concentrations of those in any U.S. city. How come we're not reaching more people of Native American heritage with the gospel? You know, there could be ways that we could just dream about. Lord, how could you break our hearts for these Native American tribes? Um, you know, nobody knows, but everybody throws this number out. Four percent of Native people have embraced Christ. I think Navajo is probably higher than that. But some of these Pueblos, there aren't any believers yet, let alone a church. And so let's pray. How, how could you open our eyes, God? Maybe go to a Pueblo feast. Enjoy the time and just walk through and notice, hey, there's no Christians here. There's no church planted among the Isleta tribe. There's no church planted for Hamas. There's no church, whatever that, the case would be. you know, Maybe that's something that this church here could begin praying about. And uh, anyway, there's just an
0: idea. That's a. <clears throat> I'm stunned that half the pueblos. Did I hear you right? Half the pueblos in New Mexico. There's no known church.
3: It might be conservative to say that.
0: So church, there's there's pioneer work in our state. Like that, that's the word. Do you hear that? Not not just it's struggling. Not just low. There's Pioneer missions in our state. I'm stunned by that. I have no idea. Um, okay, I got, Sorry, I'm, I'm collecting myself just thinking about the reality of that. Because it doesn't fit, right? That does not fit how you and I tend to think about pioneer missions. But it's literally right up the road. Um, so when, when Chris was talking about missions as local and global, who knew that he also had pioneer work literally right in the street, right up the street, that that's a part of it. All right, let me, let me do this, um, partly just because I'm kind of stumbling a little bit over this, uh, and I want to make sure we have time. So let's close with this. Give us specific ways, and feel free to give us multiple ways, that we as a church can be praying for each of you, whether it be personally, ministry-related, or a little bit of both. Alicia, I'll start with you.
1: Yeah, um, like I mentioned, we're just, first of all, prayers of thanksgiving that we were able to, you know, find, find more. Um, we, we can't thank God enough for what he's done, um, and we're, I, like I said, I'm just humbled to be a part of this work, um, but we, we have one set of house parents, and really to be full capacity, we need three um and so if you could just be praying over you know god equipping equipping the right people to be able to come uh to work in this ministry um and for us i guess the prayer more than asking god to give because he he gives i think we just need to have the mindset to see where he's already working so i guess my my prayer would be and and the prayer for 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 you guys to pray for us is um, that we would have the eyes to see what he's already doing and the wisdom to seek the spirit and how he's moving.
0: Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Peggy?
2: Um, Just prayer for God to continue to grow the ministry, Um, you know, that God continue to open those doors, especially with our medical mobile unit that is mobile, that can go. uh, They've been to a couple of uh, college campuses. That we can educate, you know, I mean, uh, and get the word out that CareNet is here. Um, that uh, we do not refer for abortion, but if you choose to have an abortion, there is post-abortive ministry that we can help. Um, you know, just pray that God continue to provide. I mean, I've been with CareNet almost 12 years. And God has, you know, done exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or imagine. I, I just, I sit in awe, you know, and talking to Mary LeCue, I'm not sure if she's out there somewhere, you know, especially she can, she can testify to how God, you know, takes us out of our comfort zone. Um, but it, it extends the, the ministry and just, you know, that God continued to provide um, volunteers, you know, missionaries that want to come in, you know, men, women. Uh, even the post-abortive woman that wants to share her story. Uh, you know, how precious that is when we can kind of come together, we can be equipped, that we can be that light and continue to be that light. You know, um, not just in Rio Rancho. You know, I'm just I'm the just Rio Rancho campus, but surrounding. Um, and it's just beautiful how God has just blessed us. But we could always use more volunteers, uh, always, always, and, and men especially.
0: Good word. Thank you. Chuck?
3: I think one of my main prayer requests is that this shift would take place in the Navajo church, that they would see themselves not as a mission field, but as a mission force. And I believe the Navajo church is poised to take the gospel to the Pueblos, to other nations, to Mongolia. And when they start to see themselves as part of God's kingdom, not as the most needy, poorest of the poor, woe is me, the Eeyore mentality, that they can become the greatest movement in the church. So pray that that would happen. Mm. Um, pray that God would bring us the personnel we need just at our mission. And I think uh, pray that God would relieve this spirit of fear that's holding so many people back. Yeah. And uh, I think God's really on the move, and, and uh, we just want to be part of what he's doing. Awesome.
0: So first of all, again, can we thank these guys for being with us? <clears throat> Thank you, thank you, guys. This is this has been great, and I think I mean I, there's some things here. I, it's just brand new to me, uh, stunning, uh, jarring, but I think also really helpful uh, and stimulating and motivating. Um, church, let me just in, encourage and invite you uh, that that in a moment um, we'll we'll I'll pray and we'll be done, uh, and so we'll have folks available at, at tables. But in fact, we're going to have all the ministry leads who are here. if you, when, As soon as I'm done praying, you have permission to just push everyone aside for a few minutes. <laughs> go get food. Um, and so everyone else just kind of hang tight for a second. Let them grab food. Otherwise, they'll never eat uh, as each of you come to them. So they'll, they'll grab food um, and then be available. want to make sure you guys are actually able to eat uh, and do that. And then um, uh, if you're not familiar, we'll take three rites. Go out of the, the doors, right three rites, end up over here in the multi-purpose room. And uh, I'll pray for that time in a minute as well. Uh, but I encourage you, come to the tables, uh, come interact with them, ask questions, uh, get, get a better sense of what it would look like uh, to be involved in partnership or in ministry uh, with these guys and the work uh, that they're doing. Uh, and also come and hang out with us uh, and uh, eat together. Uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray and uh, I'm gonna pray uh, for our time. Uh, I'm also gonna pray specifically for these three. Uh, and and the different things that they have mentioned, Uh, and then I will close us with that. So I'm going to ask the church, I'm going to ask you all to stand, and I'm going to stand as we pray over uh, these guys, uh, and and, uh, then we'll be done. But let us go to the Lord in prayer.